I'm Brandon Briscoe, and welcome to another episode of the Postscript Shorts, where we interview students from the Living Faith Bible Institute and talk to them about how they came to know Christ, uh, about how they've grown in their faith over the years and what God's doing in their lives now, what the calling on their life is now. And so today I have the honor and the privilege of interviewing one of my favorite people in the entire world, uh, my sister. Now, my actual sister, okay, I won't lay claim to that. Other people have that right. But she is my spiritual sister, Brooke Sidebottom. Hi, Brooke. Hi, Brandon. Thanks for having me on the show. It's good to see you. It's so good to see you, too. It's an, it's an honor to, to have you. It's so much fun hanging out with you, and we don't ever get to see each other anymore, so this is really, really nice. For our listeners who don't know Brooke, uh, you've never heard her voice or seen her face before, Brooke is a part of a church planting team that is in Boston right now, and they are making disciples. And you've been in Boston how long now? Uh, Almost two years now. Actually, in a couple of days, it'll be the two-year mark. Exactly. Tell us, before we get into like, you know, your story and and how you came to know Christ and all that stuff, which I want to hit, tell us a little bit about what's going on right now and what the work has been like in Boston and, and what what church planting has been like yeah. a little bit. Cause I think people want to get that insight, man. I'm just so grateful to the Lord that he's allowed me to be a part of this work. Uh, it really is just amazing to see him bring people into the church and, you know, everyone is discipling someone right now and has multiple other people investing in. And so it's been a, a sweet time just seeing God add to the church and uh, several salvations, several discipleship pairings. It's been really sweet. I want to get into the details of the work here in a little bit, but let's start by just introducing who you are in terms of your faith. What that early, the early years of your faith, that part of the journey, tell us what that was like. Yeah. So uh, this is kind of fun because you knew me when I was a kid. But do you want me to share my perspective or what you were like when you were little? (laughs) Yeah, I kind of want to hear it. I mean, I remember going over to the side bottoms house and um, Brooke hiding a lot. Uh, she would like th- uh, be around the corner and you just see her peek out and uh, kind of observe what was going on. I think she was scared. I was probably 18, 19, 20 at the time. And you were probably, I don't know, seven, eight, nine ish. Yeah. And uh, just very introverted, very shy, quiet. Um, and so, so much has changed. I mean, you're a completely different person now than, than the little kid that I knew. And so tell us about what that little girl was like and, and how'd she come to believe in Jesus? Yeah, that's kind of what identified me for a long time was just being afraid of people, not just you, Brandon, but <laughs> any, any person. That's good. <laughs> Nothing personal. I'm glad to know that actually. Good, so, good. uh, yeah, growing up, I, you know, I had just a wonderful family childhood. Uh, my parents are awesome. Yeah, they, they love the Lord. They're serving faithfully still in their church. And, um, you know, so I, I saw growing up just a model of hospitality. You know, we had Bible studies in our home and, uh, you know, I would see them discipling people. Uh, they led prayer teams. So really was blessed to have parents that modeled a life dedicated to the Lord. And, uh, and, you know, by the time that I was probably four or five, all of my siblings had received Christ. I have three older brothers and, uh, 
So, you know, growing up, I just had a lot of examples to look to. My grandparents were missionaries in Ethiopia, so they would share stories. Uh, you know, I think they moved back to the States around end of elementary school for me. You know, just hearing their stories mm-hmm. and their heart for the mission, um, you know, I knew this is this is the thing, like this is what you give your life to. And I've known that from a very young age. My parents would have uh, the TV on pretty regularly in our house. And so, you know, after 9-11 happened, there were just story after story on TV of people who had survived or people who had died and their family members were talking. Mm -hmm. And so it was about a month after 9-11 that I went to my dad and told him, I know I need to be saved because I don't know where I'd go if I died. And, uh, you know, my dad did one of those things where at the time I didn't understand it. He said, if you still feel like that tomorrow, then let's talk again. And I was like, what? Right. Like, I want to get saved, Dad. <laughs> Isn't this like the best yeah. thing? And But I, I know now he, he didn't want me to make an emotional decision. And so I went to him again the next day, still had this burden on my heart. And my parents walked me through the Romans Road and uh, received Christ there at home uh, on a Monday night. And, uh, you know, just super sweet time of my parents getting to walk me through that that process. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just knowing uh, in my heart that I was forgiven of my sins. And um, yeah, so that's, that's the story of coming to Christ. And uh, right. So. We want to hear what happened next, because um, from there, you, you somehow found your way uh, to working with us and, and getting experience at Midtown. So tell us about how that that took place, all that unfolded afterwards. You know, after receiving Christ, being, uh, you know, introverted and and shy, you know, something I really struggled with growing up was uh, having social anxiety. You know, I would kind of hide behind Blake, my older brother, and uh, he would kind of speak for both of us. And uh, I still, you know, would go to church and middle school, high school time, like I would try not to make eye contact with people because then they might talk to me like, you know, that's terrifying. Right. Like, who wants yeah. to talk to people? Like, they're scary. Hey, could, could you, when you were a kid, could you go like at McDonald's, go to the counter and order food for yourself? Oh, absolutely not. You, no. So you, it was like that. It was that level of fear. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. Uh, I remember having, you know, I, I did some, extracurricular activities in school and just the thought of going there and not having one of my siblings or my parents with me just like terrified me. So it yeah. was, it was a rough time. But God, but God worked that, but God worked that out of you. So how did he do that? Like what, what, what did it take? Uh, honestly, it took discipleship going into discipleship. Like I loved God. I loved his word and I've seen like ministry modeled around me, but I didn't really know how to, how to bring the word to other people because I was still scared of them. Mm. And, uh, in time, you know, I was put in some positions where I had to talk to people, honestly, just in life. And, um, I really needed a, like a personality change. Honestly, um, I couldn't get away with being introverted my whole life or not introverted, but you know, shy, I guess. I need right. to be able to talk yeah. to people. So, so I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. And God absolutely did that in your life. And I would say that you're, you probably still are, you know, naturally an introvert, yeah. 
but you fun- function in life, uh, you know, practically as a, an extrovert. I mean, you're, you're one of the most social people I know and you become that because the mission demanded it. And so, you know, I know you, you know, we became close through ministry at Midtown and eventually you ended up over here, uh, serving with Blake, um, your older brother. And, and you were a part of the college and young adult ministry here at, at Midtown Baptist temple. Tell us about that experience. What was that like? And what did you learn in those years in uh, college, young adult ministry, discipling and, and serving the Lord? Yeah. So I remember, you know, Blake had been at Midtown for a while whenever I came over and I was, I think I was a sophomore in college when I started coming to Midtown. And, uh, you know, I was just impressed by, uh, you know, going to Bible study. Lucy was the Bible study leader for the one college lady. Yeah, Lucy Akins. Yeah. So she left to go to Tampa maybe only six months after I came to Midtown. And uh, so I got to see that example in her and uh, just watch her life and, you know, go on those first couple missions trips down there and uh, see that church plant. And uh, I'm very grateful mm-hmm. for their testimony and just, you know, her and Mark and Astrid. But, um, you know, during those first few years at Midtown, uh, I remember public Ginther, she's, um, she really helped me uh, get integrated into ministry and Eventually, we started leading a Bible study together under uh, Dan uh, in the college young adults class mm-hmm. and um, learned a lot through having Bible studies and getting to know ladies and um, just really amazing to watch God work in people's lives um, and in my own, you know, just working through things. And, uh, you know, after a while of being at Midtown, I started uh, Blueprint with Deb Mulder and I uh, yeah, blueprint is it's a discipleship material. Yeah, so I, I feel like I I was blessed to have multiple disciplers, you know, in my life. Of mm-hmm. TK in high school, and then coming over to Midtown, definitely Deb poured into me a lot, and uh, so I just I cherish that. Tell tell us about your discipleship experiences with others too, because you made an investment. Other people made an investment in you, but but you made an investment in other people as well. And and tell us about what. It, it's like to pour into other people's lives and, and what those relationships were like and even how they prepared you for the, the, the mission field. Yeah. Uh, man, Brandon, you're going to make me cry. Just thinking about my girls. Uh, gosh, I love each one of them so much. And honestly, that's been one of the hardest parts about being here in Boston is being away from them. Uh, mm. man, discipleship is the biggest blessing to be part of. And, uh, you know, right before coming here, uh, Lydia, one of the girls that I was uh, very blessed to, to go through discipleship with, she organized a like a late a lunch with all of the ladies that I was a part of discipleship with, and I'll never mm. forget that. Like that's just sweet. Um, so so yeah. So give give them give them a shout out real quick. Who are some of the girls that you discipled? Hold on, I'm gonna look at my. Yeah. I don't I don't want to miss them. Lydia made me this. <laughs> super cute uh like family portrait with all of us oh that's so awesome yeah yeah so melissa malaya lydia mckenzie and Teresa. those are my girls you got you got everybody got yeah that's so cool got them right here next to my desk because uh okay so you asked me about what it what it was like and then 
uh, even now, Mm -hmm. like having those relationships with those girls, we've got a group chat going uh, with a lot of them. And uh, honestly, they've been a huge encouragement to me since being here of seeing God use them in Kansas City and just hearing testimony of how their Bible study, a lot of them are Bible study leaders now, just how their groups are growing and the ladies they're investing in. And so I I definitely keep in contact with them and uh, am encouraged by their faith. Um, Mm. Very encouraged by them continuing in the faith. And I'm so proud of each one of them. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, God has, God has used you and as, as he's promised in his word that, that when people are full of faith and uh, are willing to obey him and invest their lives, uh, that they'll made, they'll be made fruitful. They'll be, um, they'll naturally multiply the work. And uh, we've seen that in your life for sure. So how did you make the decision to go to Boston? Like, what was that like, that process? Yeah. So God had already been working, uh, you know, many years before Boston was even a thought. I never, never even thought about Boston. Really at my grandma's funeral, I think, was probably my my biggest moment of, Lord, Mm. here am I, send me. Like, I just want my life to be glorifying you. And uh, I think it was 2017, I... Uh, God led me to start a Bible study at UMKC, which is the college that I graduated from. I had a map of, uh, you know, so I have UMKC. It is my terrible handwriting, so I won't show it to you for very long. But there's this little map I had (laughs) written out. And, uh, you know, I was like, UMKC, 16,000 students. MU had Hmm. 32,000 students. MSU, 26,000 students. You know, I was just looking at this like, man, God, what would you do? if we were to plant a church in Columbia or in Springfield or in St. Louis or, and uh, so, you know, going into mission focus, I had that map in my journal and then Mike Renault starts talking in one of those breakout lunch sessions. He's sharing about Boston. And at this point I'm, you know, I'm, I knew Boston was a thought and I had been praying with uh, Gabrielle Renault uh, cause she was sorting through mm-hmm. if she should go. And so I was like, yeah, let's, let's pray together. She's in my Bible study. So we met up and prayed a few times, but I had never really considered it for myself until that breakout session. And Mike was sharing, there's 260,000 college students in one city and phenomenal. Yeah. Amazing. It really is. Uh, And uh, you know, of those 260,000, about 60,000 are international students, which is so sweet to be able to come and meet the nations here. And uh, so I, you know, sitting in that meeting, I'm like trying not to start bawling because uh, I got like my whole Bible study in there with me. And so I'm like, I don't want them to freak out thinking I'm leaving them. <laughs> but uh, so started praying then. And, you know, in the next year, God was just working on me and showing me things in his word and conversations with you and with Pastor Mike. And then here I am. Yeah, here you are. A big decision and um, one that we hope to see a lot of uh, the LFBI students make um, as as they hear the call of God on their life. You know, God, would, would you have me to be a part of a church plant? Would you have me to be a part of a missions work, whether here in the U.S. or, or abroad? And so that's why we want to have you here is because we want people to hear that story and and how impactful and important that kind of decision is. Um, 
now you've been on, on the field for a little while now. Um, I know it's a completely different environment. I know it's a kind of a different world um, than, than Kansas City is, but you're doing the same thing, just in a different place. Do you, did you feel like you've been prepared uh, as far as you could be, could be prepared? Did you feel prepared for the work? Yeah, I think definitely my time at Midtown prepared me for doing some of the same things here. I mean, obviously with the team our size, we're doing a bunch of random little things that I never thought I would be doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like running a soundboard yeah. or or doing worship or whatever it might Especially be. Especially doing worship. You got to you got to wear a stretch. You got to wear every hat, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, and uh everybody helps with everything. We're all submitted to each other and it's just every Sunday is a miracle and uh, mm. it's, it's pretty sweet to be, to be a part of that. But yeah, it, I think definitely my time, especially uh, Bible studies, uh, discipleship at Midtown and LFBI. I mean, a lot of the things I've learned in the LFBI classes are super helpful here. Um, I mean, I've got I've got all my LFBI notes with me and I reference them regularly. So very thankful for that. What are, what are some of the situations that have popped up that require you kind of recollecting things that you learned in LFBI? Yeah. So Boston is very intellectual, uh, lots of higher education, prestigious colleges. Uh, so I've, you know, been able to dig into some of the apologetics notes and kind of brush up on that after conversations during evangelism and, um, you know, biblical counseling. Yeah, I think those classes have been uh, very helpful. Um, Brooke, do you listen Do you listen to the postscript? I do, yeah. One of the questions I've been asking people is, what, what, what's your favorite episode of the postscript? I think Tony Godfrey's on church, having a church in a rural setting. Really? As weird as it is, like being here in a big city, listening to that was just so sweet considering, I don't know, just considering how it's different in other places and appreciating how God works in all parts of the world. And just, yeah, I don't know, not getting so tied up in this ministry method of big city ministry, you know? So Mm -hmm. I I really like Tony too, just anything that he does or says, I'm, I'm there for it. He's pretty awesome. Yeah. No, that, I love that you said that because a lot of people say that's one of their favorite. And there's so few people who are actually ministering in those types of settings. It's generally people who are in big cities are like, hey, you know that one episode with Tony? That was that was huge for me. And I think it's just the passion, his heart for people. I mean, and uh, you need that anywhere you go, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And also the ones that Mike Renaud did. It's sweet going back and listening to those sometimes because it, you know, he just talks about those first, those first few months of being in Boston. So yeah, it's a good reminder for you guys. I bet. Yeah, for sure. We we love you so much, Brooke, and um, and we're looking forward to you uh, graduating from LFBI. Yeah. That's not that far away. I don't no, think. No, four more classes. That's that's exciting. Yeah. Well, congratulations on that too. Thank you. In about a month and a half, I'll be out to visit. Yeah, so so excited. Love you, Brandon. Thanks for having me on this show. Love you too. Bye, Bye. Brooke. Uh, We want to thank you for hanging out with us for this episode of the Postscript Shorts. And uh, Brooke is just one of many students in our Bible Institute that have stories of what Christ has done in uh, their lives and and the work that God's doing and and the calling. 
And uh, these are things worth sharing. And so even if you can't uh, share on the Postscript Shorts, maybe one day you will, but even if you can't, we want you to share what God is doing in your life with other people. Share your testimony, share what God is up to and and how he's using you because it is an encouragement and it does edify people and it does challenge them uh, to live out their faith to the fullest. And so uh, please continue to share what God's doing in your life with others. In the meantime, visit lfbi.org to learn about our classes and, and what God is uh, doing in the coming semesters. We want you to join us for classes if uh, you're able to do so, but we love you and we hope to see you again for another episode of The Postscript. God bless.